another exciting episode of seeing reddit where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour i'm matt heron i'm jeff kowalski i'm louisa heron i have a really bad sore throat today i think because last night i was at a party where i was wearing a skeleton mask and i had to yell at people for them to be able to understand what i was saying for like six hours yeah had to (laughs) yeah sure (laughs) well uh, well, I mean, if I wanted them to understand what I was saying, I guess. <laughs> you couldn't take your mask off, because then they would realize you were in the real death. Yeah, that's you true. Well, that. also, the mask was tucked into my hood so that you couldn't see, like, my beard poking out from the bottom. So it would have been a whole, whole ordeal to take the mask off. Mm, I even cut enough. a hole in the in one of the teeth so that I could stick a straw through that so that I could drink. <laughs> Gross. I saw, I <laughs> only clever. saw you update your Facebook profile picture to be the skeleton face with your glasses and sweatshirt on, and that was yes. very fun. <laughs> uh, I did wear those glasses even when I was uh, in the full costume at the party. Good. Yeah. Well, the the party I went to was a fairy tales themed party, so I was going as the character Godfather Death from the fairy tale Godfather Death. I've never you heard of this that. one. Uh, it's a story about a kid who his dad like has death be his grand his godfather, and then the dad dies, so that the kid is taken care of by death, and he becomes a doctor, and he tries to save people's lives. And this then is death my is favorite like, oh, anime. <laughs> you don't understand. Like everyone's life has to end at the right time. Anyway, so I was trying to go for something that was like a friendly death, and I figured the glasses would help. And how many times did you explain that to people over the course of this party? Uh, just the once because people couldn't understand what I was saying anyway. So it didn't <laughs> and they're matter. like, "Okay, cool, great, thanks." Yep. <laughs> yeah, you're a spooky skeleton. Good job. That's a fairy tale. Thank you. <laughs> Pretty much. The reason I went with that costume though is because my friend who was throwing this party, their power went out because they live in Pennsylvania, and big parts of Pennsylvania had the power out yesterday um from the storm and uh so they had to do the whole party by candlelight and this fairy tale every every person's life is a candle that is in death's like cave and so and when the candle burns down you die and so i gave everyone candles huh it's pretty good yep and then but then the power came back on like an hour before i got to the party anyway so (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always exciting when the power goes out for, like, a day. Longer than that is, no. like, if it's long enough (laughs) that the stuff in the fridge is going to start to go bad, no good. But if it's just long enough for, like, the length of a party, ooh, fun. It's like we're living in caveman times. (laughs) It kind of goes in waves, because the first, when Hurricane Sandy hit, I remember the first, like, day was terrible. The first couple hours was fun, and then the first day was terrifying. But, like, I think it was the second day, Jeff, you, and me, and our friend Chris and Emma got together and just played, like, 13 board games over the course of a whole, like, (laughs) eight-hour evening, because we had nothing else to do. And that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we were- the thing- Oh, sorry, go on. Uh, I was gonna say, we were standing on the porch watching the storm happen, because it, like, it was- very bad but it was not like 
if you're inside a building, you're still in danger, bad. And even, like, (laughs) if you're on a porch, you're probably fine. But we could see over the horizon the Transformers exploding in the distance. (laughs) Yeah, because of the Decepticons who are attacking them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Decepticons are also Transformers, Matt. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I'd like to see their birth certificates. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That's an uh, Autobot truther. Their certificate of authenticity from the factory where they were built. (laughs) Their Nintendo seal of approval. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see the the robo-egg they hatched from. How are Transformers born, made? They're alive, clearly. I want to see their inspected by number tag that they stick to the bottom. I want to check their VIN number against the database. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wait, that already has number in it. Damn it. But also, hold on, because this is a good point. Do Autobots have VIN numbers? Because if not, then they are bad at impersonating cars. And if they do, then that is like their social security number. Do they impersonate a specific car and then destroy that car? Oh, man. That's messed up. (laughs) Or do they- Cars aren't car people like Transformers are. (laughs) They're just cars. <laughs> yeah, but it's like the invasion of the body snatchers, but for things that aren't alive. Yeah. yeah I think, I'm, I'm okay with that morally. <laughs> I think in, if I'm remembering the Transformers movie that came out in 2007 that I don't, uh, I've seen like twice and don't remember very well, I think Bumblebee fuses with a bad car and turns it into a good car. I thought he just was a bad car and turned into a good car, but maybe I'm wrong. No, they weren't cars at all until they got to Earth. Here's a question. <clears throat> Do you guys think that if every car on Earth was a Transformer and just some of them didn't have the ability to communicate that to us, would you feel morally bad about that? Uh, like, we're enslaving no. this entire race accidentally? They, they I think I'd off. pretty quickly be able to convince myself, well, they're not they don't feel pain. Like with lobsters, when you cook a lobster and it crashes around an awful lot, and you're uh-huh. like, oh, they don't feel pain. It's fine. They're like bugs. Now, what makes you think that Transformers don't feel pain? Uh, they because don't. if they we can't communicate know. with me, that is what I will tell myself. You see, much like lobsters, I don't know they don't feel pain. I'm yeah, just going well, off what I hear. I'm pretty sure that in the Bible, uh, it says that mankind was given dominion over all robots. That's true. That's how you know that the uh, Transformers have been around since dinosaur times, because mm-hmm. they are mentioned in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I... the Bible mentions dinosaur times extensively. <laughs> yeah. The I guarantee. Of, uh, Fred Flintstone. I guarantee that there are Transformers comic books that uh, insert the Transformers into Bible stories. I guarantee that without even having to look it up. I just know in my heart that it's true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. man, there's gotta be a knockoff Transformer that turns into a cross or something, right? <laughs> Is that really the message they want to send? The Transformers helped kill Jesus. <laughs> it's probably more something stupid, like Jesus had a version of the AllSpark before they had robots. <laughs> he was the only flesh Transformer. <laughs> Oh, gross. What did he turn into, though? He didn't have the leadership. He didn't have the leadership matrix, Matt. Come on. Uh, My Uh, joke was funny, but you talked over it. We all talked over all of our jokes. 
Yes, I was going to say earlier that what happens to me when the power goes out for too long is then I wake up sharply at three o'clock in the morning because suddenly the TV and all the lights come on (laughs) and I totally forgot to take care of that before I fell asleep. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. That happens a lot. Uh, I was gonna, I thought you were gonna say wake. The way you said wake up with that sting made Grab me think you were going to make up. Yeah, I thought for sure you were gonna sing the whole of Chop Suey by System of a Down. Oh, not Bird Backrack. It happened no. to me exactly like when she said wake up. It was staccato enough that I was yes doing that in my head. I don't know. Yeah, that song. Okay. Yes, you do. I don't think I do. You would you it's- would recognize it if you heard it, but you can't understand the lyrics by listening to it. That's true. Okay, that's not helpful. If, if you, it was on every episode of um, Total Request Live for like four years. I don't know why, but it was very popular. Mm-hmm. What did you do online this week, Matt? Uh, well, this week we talked about it a little bit last week, and I, I, I played the demo of it. But I, I broke down and got Dragon Quest Builders, and I've been playing it all week, and it yeah. is a very fun game. And the reason it is, well, not the only reason, but one of the things that's making it more interesting to me than most of the, like, Minecraft ripoff games out there is that um, Dragon Quest, the original on the Nintendo Entertainment System, was the first video game I ever played, and the music from it in this game is, like, I sometimes I just turn on the game and put it down and just listen to it because <laughs> it makes me so happy. I don't know why, but that music is so good. Yeah. Yeah, I have a similar, like, it wasn't the first game I played, but I did play a lot of Dragon Quest in, like, middle school, because I had a friend who was really into it. Um, I think I played the first two on Game Boy. They sold them on a single Game Boy cartridge, and that was Mm. a very pleasant experience, because uh, they removed a lot of the tedium. Uh, Not all of it. (laughs) It was still very tedious. The NES version was at least twice as tedious, though. That's true, but tedious yeah. in games was a positive thing in the days when there were yeah. only four video games. <laughs> yeah, One game comes out every month, and yeah. uh, only two of them per year are good. <laughs> yeah, so. that's true. Um, well, that raises an interesting question. What was the first video game you ever play- played, Jeff? Uh, I don't know, because I know I played video games at the neighbor's house before <laughs> I got my own You played video games system. in the womb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it might have been Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario World. They had NES and Super Nintendo at the neighbors. Uh, but I know on Christmas, when I was four, uh, I got a Sega Genesis that had packed in Sonic the Hedgehog and then also got uh, John Madden Football 93. So it was one of those was the first game that I owned that I ever played. And Louisa, were you also Dragon Quest? Because I know you lived in the same house as me. What? This is news to me. <laughs> no, of course, of course, that's the first one we had, but I was just thinking about it, and I played Duck Hunt at a friend's house before that. Oh. And Duck Hunt is a great game for little kids to play because it's extremely intuitive, <laughs> so yeah. you're actually pretty good at it right away. Yeah, I uh, I think that that same principle is the reason why the Wii was so easily accepted by people who hate video games, because yeah. it's the same sort of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. Nintendo's always been very good about being like, no, 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 this isn't a video game, it's a toy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, that's the whole reason, like, video games crashed before the Famicom and NES came out, and then they were yeah. like, mm, Japan might still be into this, but to sell it in America, we're going to have to give it to toy stores and convince people that it's an electronic toy and not a video game. Yeah. I feel genuinely bad for the folks who, like were very into video games when computers first came out and saw all of the like janky graphics and bad stuff and potential uh and then died before they got good like yeah. there must have been yeah. a bunch of dudes who were like oh video games are what where it's at like we're never gonna get better than pac-man in terms of graphics though and then they died and they don't know that now graphics are great (laughs) (laughs) i was just i just learned about the hobbit text adventure game that came out in 1982 Mm -hmm. um it had a language parser that could understand natural language so you could say uh tell gandalf to go kill that orc and then get me out of this bucket uh, and it would know what you meant. And, and it would say, no one tells Gandalf what to do, and then shoot fireballs out of your screen at you. Yeah, uh, it also Unfortunately, you've died. The NPCs also had advanced enough AI and the same limitations as the player that Gandalf could go off and do things on his own before you ever met him in the game world. That is and, wonderful. Like, he could die and make the game unbeatable. And like, like you could meet him in the wrong times. Or, like, two animals will just fight each other, and you come upon them for the first time, and they're already dead. Uh, In addition to it having programmed... This is all a text adventure, too. It also had programmed in physics for the objects, such that throwing bucket at door does nothing, but uh, put Bilbo in bucket, throw bucket at door, that's heavy enough to break the door. (laughs) Listen, Gandalf is here for a good time. He's not here for a long time, so I can't blame him. Uh, but yeah, I you, when you talking about people uh, like not getting to survive to see games be good, I can't imagine what it must be like to spend to like devote your life to making computer games, and you make this beautiful thing in 1982, and then like the next year everyone hates video games yeah, <laughs> and you have to go get a job those, as a uh, ET cartridges <laughs> exactly <and landfill>. yeah, <laughs> yeah and then you have to go get a job as an accountant or something and you never get to you see sp- it proliferate <laughs> you spend the last of the money you made to buy cocaine so that you can survive the 80s <laughs> yeah so that you you just need enough cocaine to last to the end of the week and then you're good <laughs> no the end of the decade jeff you gotta get through the whole of the 80s oh please my family is starving cocaine starving <laughs> and by my family i mean just me <laughs> now matt you said uh what about the people who died before graphics got good and now they're good someone mm-hmm. in the future is gonna say about you oh you poor idiot you died while video games were still obviously video games and not perfectly seamless virtual reality yeah you no, died before because- super mario injectable <laughs> <laughs> no, because Doctor Mario becomes real <laughs> before Doctor Mario became the Surgeon General. <laughs> oh, he's got to be better than whoever we have right now. Is there uh, even the evolution one? of a joke? Did uh, yeah. that's probably one of those jobs that is nominated? currently vacant. <laughs> yeah, but no one really cares. Did the, has the Surgeon General ever done anything since that one lady who told everyone to masturbate and then everyone got upset? <laughs> I was uh, just thinking that the... that is the most important thing that ever happened. So that does count. <laughs> There's the guy who put the stickers on the cigarette boxes. 
That was before Sierra the Coop. that was before the jacking off Coop. lady. <laughs> yeah, that's what she'd like to be remembered as the jacking off lady. Listen, <laughs> she put she put her work into doing the thing. Yeah, that's not the thing that she put her work into doing though. Yes, it was. I mean, part of it. She was. She tried to get more people to masturbate. That's a real thing. Listen, you was can't the, put too how much work into this? it, or you will go blind. It was sometime in the nineties. Oh, okay. I thought it sounds like one of those, like before uh, people realized that they could control the populace by moralizing about sex. Somebody said that, like how there used to be nudity in silent films, and then they were like, "Oh, oh, actually, it, that's evil." Yeah, well, I think that this was sort of the other end of that spectrum of, like, so many years of the general populace spreading things of, like, oh, well, if you masturbate too much, you'll your hands will fall off or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and you'll so the catch Surgeon General was like, seat. hey, you dumb fucks, stop <laughs> it. Masturbating is fine if you want to. I think it's a natural reaction to uh, conservative assholes being like, no uh, birth control, you're not allowed to have sex until you get married. That's the only way to prevent disease, etc., etc. And a person quite reasonably being like, okay, if you really want to make that work, then there's this tool that you can use to make (laughs) sure that you (laughs) are abstinent. It's crazy to me how often conservative viewpoints are like, well, we can just all stop doing this thing that we biologically (laughs) desperately want to do. Yeah. Like, what? No! Stop it! It's also. I'm really glad that we're at a time where they will say their point of view in public and people will just boo at them. Like, uh, like at the town halls for senators, though, they've been like saying, like, well, we need to uh, keep the military budget high or whatever. And people will just be like, boo. And now they just (laughs) don't have those anymore because there's. (laughs) I mean, it's bad that they don't have them, but it's good that people are mad enough at them to make them be afraid. Yeah. Oh man! And when then Mar- that Marco Rubio one was yeah. so good. Oh god! Yes. <laughs> we may have talked. Did we talk about this on the show already? I don't think so. When he said, "Well, what? What do you want to do? Just ban all guns?" And then and everyone, everyone was like, like "Hooray!" <laughs> and he was like, "Well, we can't." And they were like, "Boo!" <laughs> oh, what a fucking idiot that guy is. Uh, it's so yeah. funny every time. Every time one of those people is sarcastically like, well, what do you want? This? Everyone's like, yes, that's exactly what we want. (laughs) I don't know why you are being sarcastic. We've been asking you explicitly for that for decades. (laughs) I also think it's so funny whenever any, like, centrist folks post things where they're like, listen, no one on Earth is actually saying we want to take all of your guns. And then they have 7,000 replies. It's like, actually, let's, I do want that. I keep yeah. seeing that from, like, fairly left-wing comedy people who I follow on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then I'm, I'm like, you're normally so good, but no, I do want to ban all guns, actually. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think that in general, in politics slightly left-leaning points of view have been like framed as radically left things. Things like, hey, everyone probably shouldn't be ground down into a paste to feed to the rich or whatever. (laughs) But um, I think that like the cent- the the true center point of view is probably some guns and some regulations to make them safe uh and then the like actually radical left wing point of view is no no guns yeah, yeah, it's well. That depends on which side you ask. Some people are still like Marx said you should arm factory workers, and like mm-hmm. yeah, that's fine. But we don't. Uh, 
We but, did all the factory worker uprisings like 70 to 100 years ago. I think that we might be beyond that point, but also maybe not. No, if they're still trying to bust unions, I think we're going to have to have some more factory uprisings. I think but, it's so annoying to me when gun people are talking online and they're like, no, but we need the guns to protect ourselves against the state's overreach. And I'm like, what are you going to do? Like, your AR-15 is not going to shoot the bomb that they drop on your house out of the sky, fuckwad. Like, yeah. if you really got into a war with the government, what are you talking about? They have all the guns. <sighs> yeah, I keep got- seeing that argument made and not answered with... What the fuck do you think is happening? People are getting killed by police officers when everything is fully on tape showing that they did absolutely nothing. They are murdered in cold blood and then the police officer gets off scot-free and that is already happening. Yeah, and like the idea that somehow people are thinking that, oh, well, you know, there's the we can't start a war against the rich. Like the rich have gotten, they're halfway done the war already. They yeah. did it. They every did t- it. <laughs> every time you ask for a mere pittance, it's like, oh, class warfare. Yes, it is that, and you're the winning team of it. It's crazy to me that we live in a time where a war can be going on for decades and one half didn't notice, like, isn't aware of it yet. <laughs> yeah, the winning half. That's what's surprising about it. Let's no, not no, talk no, about no. this anymore. Oh no, my no, god, no. I can't. Let's not. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about literally anything else. <laughs> yes, Louisa what did you so do online, Louisa? I she just been... starts spouting blood out of her nostrils. <laughs> I have been watching a lot of YouTube videos that are um, taking audio from a podcast and then like making a little animation of it. Uh, I love those. A lot of them from My Brother, My Brother, and Me, but stop podcasting yourself and other ones too. And that is so charming if they, you know, properly credit what audio they're using and they have uh, the permission of the podcast to post it. Just like creativity spawning other creativity. I love that. Yeah, I like um what's it, what's uh Tony Oker does a bunch of them for the flop house yes! that are very cute. They're and then so uh, I think Louis <laughs> I really- Louis Zhang or something on Twitter uh Louis also Zhang, makes yeah. a bunch of uh um a bim bam ones that I really think are very sweet. Mm-hmm. I really thought for sure, Louisa, that you were building up to a butt where you were gonna be like, <laughs> Oh, I love that so much. Creative creativity spawning creativity, but these fucking assholes. No, this is you and your crazy let's talk about everything that's wrong with the world point of view, which should not be on our podcast. Uh, I, I no, mean, I don't think... Get it out I, don't, I don't think I brought that one up that time. I don't think that one's on <laughs> it me. It came about naturally, but we have to cut it off at some point, because we could just talk about that for the whole episode. It'd be yeah, sure. Yeah, that's it was... what we should do for one of our special episodes, is make one where there's no jokes and all of us just mad. <laughs> I uh, I was looking at my uh, reviews on iTunes, and this show, uh, the reviews are, like, pretty much all positive, and I think our right. one negative okay, review is, right. like, the audio is bad. That's um, true. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, you my got reviews- us. <laughs> yep, that's <laughs> actually, that's true. My oh, reviews man. on Creepypodsta are, like, that- coded uh misogyny where it's like uh these people say um and like too much uh yeah that's how you're talking about young people and women uh and then a bunch of them uh are along sorry wait hold on you gotta pause between statements because i have questions (laughs) what 
I I'm genuinely asking. This isn't me being facetious. I don't understand what is coded misogyny about people saying um too much. Like more is that than um? I think I can see it's... how you could say that that's like against youth culture or whatever. But I don't understand. It, do women say like more often than men? I it's the so. Valley Girl women stereotype. I don't know uh, if they do. Encouraged to like code. Ah, I said like. Do you hear that? To yeah. encourage to code their uh, harsh statements as if, like, it's an opinion. Hmm. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know I never... if it's something women actually do, but I know it's something that people who uh, criticize women more harshly than men will point out that women do. Yeah. Huh. I That's just new to me, which is yeah. not to say that it's not real, but, like, I've never heard that before, and that seems a weird thing, because... I, in at no point in my life have I considered saying the word like to be a feminine trait at all. Yeah. yeah. You can kind of uh, hear it's... the origins in Valley Girl talk when yeah. Valley Girls were really made fun of. Yep. You know. I, but uh... everyone loved the movie Clueless, so <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> Having more than um half <laughs> of my guests on Creepy Pods they either be uh women or f- feminine presenting uh non-binary people has opened me up to noticing a lot of the ways in which men are not criticized that people who aren't men are explicitly pointedly criticized. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say that Clueless has something for everyone. It's not just for women because it's got uh, it, it's, it's got also Alicia for girls. Silverstone. It's got Alicia Silverstone <laughs> for the guys to look at and Donald Faison for the girls to look at. I uh, I keep oh, forgetting the, Paul uh, Rudd was in that movie, and then when I remember oh, yeah. it, I'm like, what? That seems crazy. You guys and remember think- the Super Nintendo commercial that Paul Rudd was in? <laughs> yes. I think so I just good. saw that for the first time like a week or two ago. <laughs> He's dressed like a member of the Talking Head. <laughs> He's got like Weird. a t-shirt and a blazer on. Oh, what was it? It was uh like a Magnavox Odyssey and it was or maybe the Intellivision and Phil Hartman is in the commercial just screaming yeah. about how good video games are. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Phil Hartman was a treasure. Uh, it's a shame he couldn't get the uh, like lucrative Nintendo or Sega job and he had to settle for one of those weird ones. <clears throat> And now Charles Martinet's eating up all that delicious Nintendo money and not leaving any for anybody else. <laughs> he does, he's not in any of the commercials. <laughs> no, but he's getting paid by Nintendo for all the voice work. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah, he does voice true. literally every uh, <laughs> Mario brother, yep. <laughs> including he's... the extended Wario universe. <laughs> Who does the voice of Yoshi? And follow-up, oh. do they ever have to record more than one word? <laughs> I always, like, listen to be like, is this, are they just going to reuse the sound effect? Because they could. And every time, Wario's, or Mario's Wahoos are new Wahoos. So I assume that Yoshi's uh, saying Yoshi is new Yoshi's every time. I don't know. That seems like it would be a real waste of time and money for everyone. Yeah, they do it. Yeah, big companies do that without even thinking about it. (laughs) I guess. We'll fly Charles Martinet out to wherever and record him saying, it's a me again, and then fly him back. (laughs) Yep. We're gonna get him plastic surgery to make him look like Super Mario all the time. (laughs) 
Oh man, it's gonna be really weird um, when he dies and they have to recast every Mario character. <laughs> Jeff, yeah. I'm sick of you threatening Charles Martinet <laughs> on our podcast, okay? This is not the platform for that. Yeah, it's just, gonna be really sad next week when I travel to his home and murder him. Just because you want to do the voice of Waluigi as like your career goal. You gotta wait your turn, Jeff. I don't think I could do it justice. You don't think so? His his performance has such nuance, Matt. He's a treasure. <laughs> so he's also a treasure. So the people who are treasures are <laughs> Phil Hartman and Waluigi. <laughs> no, I Charles said- Martinet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Waluigi, yes, but that's not what I meant. Wait, did I say Waluigi? I meant Wario. Oh. Well, Jeff, uh, you would be great as Wario. I'm not I, even... That's not I think even a I'd sarcastic be, thing I I'm think saying. I'd be I, better as Waluigi than as Wario. But I okay, think, thank you. I'm talking about just voice performance-wise. I think you could you could do a really good Wario. Hmm. I'm not gonna do it, if that's what <laughs> just, you're asking. Just break us off a slice right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the thing is, though, like, I think that a lot of people... Uh, you, we've all probably heard the anecdote about how Charles Bartnett got the job, because everyone else was doing an impression of Captain Lou Albano as uh, mm-hmm. Mario, and he did a completely different take, and so that's the one they took. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the problem is going to be, when they try to replace him, uh, everyone's going to be doing impressions of him, and yeah. I wonder if they're going to want to take it in another direction again. Well, that's kind of what they're happened gonna... with uh, Kermit, isn't it? If you really pay attention, you're like, this Kermit, this new Kermit voice is really not very much like the traditional Kermit, but with all the flash of seeing him <laughs> talking with his mouth, you're like, yeah, this is Kermit. Yeah, you're so busy uh, <laughs> crying and screaming about how excited you are to see him. Yep. <laughs> Wailing, t- tearing at your clothes. <laughs> yeah, climbing, climbing onto someone's shoulders and ripping your shirt open. Passing out from oh screaming so Oh my god, is so it the dream to hold Kermit's tiny little felt hand? <laughs> Doesn't oh anyone want to do that? That oh sounds god. horrible. I'm <laughs> terrified of that. I don't want to- you never want to meet your heroes, Louisa. <laughs> that, that would be like- that would be like having a movie star that you really love and then getting to, like, touch their corpse. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it would yeah. though? No! Kermit doesn't- Kermit doesn't move and, or feel nice in real life. It's just a doll. But on the yeah. movie screen, he's real and my friend. Yeah, like I bet he feels nice. He's a nice felt. You can tell. Well, I know, but he would still be a non-living thing at that point. You'd suddenly yeah. realize that he's never been alive. Yeah, but you'd touch his little hand and you'd smile, and you'd look up, and he'd be looking at you because he is being puppeted, and you are able to suspend your disbelief. You're like, yes, then, thank you, Kermit. And then you'd be like, oh, okay, and then look down, but no, he's not being puppeted. Oh my god, what's <laughs> happening? Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, Jeff, what did you do online this week? Uh, so I have always been, uh, like, as a hobby into, uh, emulating old games. Like, not even necessarily to, like, pirate games. Uh, usually just have access to games that I didn't have access to as a child, or to have access to, like, ROM hacks of games and stuff. Uh, and recently... Uh, well, Friday, between a job interview in the morning and the crazy evening that I described, I think before uh, we started the show, uh, <laughs> I had like three hours to kill. So I downloaded and installed Dolphin, which is a GameCube and Wii emulator. Echo the uh, Dolphin? 
Yeah, uh, no, I think it's named after, it was the GameCube's, like, the prototype name. Type. It was yeah. the project title for Nintendo before oh, they announced right. the Oh, right, I remember that. They said, yep. yeah, the Dolphin, yep. Yeah. Uh, so the game, it was, it was initially just a GameCube emulator, but the Wii was so close that they were just like, eh, we'll do that too. Uh, so then I downloaded Super Mario Galaxy, uh, Smash Brothers Brawl, and a huge mod for it, and uh, Wario Land Shake It. And gosh... Uh, this emulator is really, really, really nice because it can be such a pain in the neck to play a Wii game because you got to have that sensor bar and make sure there's batteries for your little stick that you have to point at the screen. Uh, but for this, you could just be like, I set shake to be the X button on my Xbox controller, and I set the pointing at the screen to be the right stick on my Xbox controller, <laughs> and now I can play it like a normal video game. Mm, that does sound pretty good. Yeah, although uh, <clears throat> moving around like the cursor with a stick as opposed to pointing at the screen has always been... I, I also have Dolphin, and I like it, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's not as thing, intuitive. That bothers me. You can hook up Wii remotes if you have Bluetooth on your computer, which is nice. Um, but then I guess you would have to have like an external battery-powered sensor bar, or yeah. just set up two lights. Because uh, you can you can just set up two candles uh, and point the Wii remote at them, and they give off enough enough infrared light that it works as a sensor bar. Um, so you just set up your TV screen on the front of your car and turn on the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You set up uh, your screen, you make a circle of salt around it, you set up your candles inside the circle. You sacrifice you have to a small rabbit. <laughs> you have to summon the soul of Mario to inhabit the video game, otherwise he just lays there dead. <laughs> yep. And then uh, you're like, and then he looks up at you, and you're like, "Oh, he's being puppeted." But then you check, and there's no puppeteer. <laughs> oh, uh, you're the puppeteer. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like my favorite feature of it is I didn't have to set up any of the graphics options. I just made it full screen, and it knew like I will render this in high definition so that it doesn't look like garbage on your big TV. And gosh, <laughs> what a relief! Because when you play a Wii game on a big TV, because that system's not HD, it looks like trash. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I I have my Wii hooked up to a small TV in my office, but I never I don't have a functional uh like i don't have batteries in any of my wiimotes because i only ever play emulated old games <laughs> i don't think there's any wii game that was for the wii that i care to play again yeah i'm just going back and getting ones i missed and having a mod like heavily modded smash brothers is really cool because that's a little bit of a pain to get on the actual system and yeah. this emulator supports the wii u smash brothers uh gamecube adapter so you could just plug all four controllers in and and have a good good old time and uh i also just wanted to see how nice super mario galaxy would look being rendered in high def instead of at standard definition yeah that's true <clears throat> man i i really wish that uh nintendo 64 games were available on mass easily somewhere because those are the games that i would like to re re yeah. revisit it's been so long since i played them did the Wii store shut down yet? Because I know they had a ton of N64 games up on it. 
the one I really wanted to play was a very bad game called Quest 64 that I played <laughs> so much. And Is that it was the only RPG. Like a little boy who kind of looks <clears throat> like Ness from uh, Earthbound. Yes. And he's got like you, a little curl of hair in the front. Yep. And you would oh, run around like and the, you, the four buttons you had to press instead of being different actions were like earth, fire, wind, and water. And yep. whichever one you pressed, that spell came out. That was yes, it. That was the whole game. I do game. remember that. Oh man, I remember running <laughs> around in that world and it was the hugest, clunkiest, most terrible polygons. But yep. because they were actually 3D, you're like, oh my god, this is like a real world I'm in. Oh man, before the <laughs> Nintendo 64 came out, I must have spent 50 hours at Toys R Us, like, waiting in line to play the demo, and then when my time was up, getting back in the back of the line and waiting again, because <laughs> yeah. fuck, that was exciting at the time. Yeah, It's amazing how much they totally nailed it right away. The first game for the N64 is Mario 64. Like, what? It's still, like, it's, like, there's some parts of it that are a little janky and we've moved past, but for the most part, the sophistication of moving around a 3D world, like, that set the bar and everything well, else is that good or worse. Nintendo's well, always been really good with that, though. Yeah, like, I was gonna say, about Breath the of the Wild all, does that just, for Switch. Yeah, fucking amazing. Yeah. And I remember the Super <laughs> Nintendo coming out with Super Mario World, that was incredible. They've always That's done true. that very well. Yeah. What was the what was the the launch title for Game Boy? Was it Tetris? I think it was. I, Tetris was the pack-in and yeah, that, I think launch yeah. title. Yeah, Super Mario that- Land, I think, was the another launch title. That game's very bizarre. Oh man, I started humming the Tetris theme song yesterday while I was doing something else, and like I didn't even realize I was doing it, and then maybe an hour later, Jen came into the room and was like, fucking stop it! I don't know what song that is, but it's driving me crazy, and I was like, oh man. Actually, you have she to did- listen to it then to get it out of your head. What's funny is that she did recognize the song, but she never really played Tetris, and we tried to figure it out, and she and I, one of the things that, like, first got us to be talking to each other, our common interest, was that we were both into the, like, indie punk rock scene in this area in the uh, early 2000s, and there was a band called Ozma that performed a lot around Ah. here, and they did a cover of that song, which is very good, (laughs) and uh, that's that's where um... she knew it from. Is that that band that's like one of the Final Fantasy guys, or they just cover a lot of video game music? What are you saying? I know, I, what? I'm, f- the Final I'm Fantasy familiar with the cartoon big character. sword all the time, Matt. <laughs> Answer the question. No, that, that's. <laughs> I don't know uh, what that means. There is, there's a band that the guy who. that Like, some of the guys who make music for Final Fantasy games are in. Uh, and I think that I'm associating with this because Ozma is also the uh, was a name used in some Final Fantasy game or something. Uh, I think Ozma yeah. is trade trademarked to yeah. uh, the Wizard of Oz. Series. Yeah, I think well, that is public domain L. now. Frank Baum? Not sure. Not L. all Frank. of it is public domain. I don't think. I don't know. Uh, when did he die? Was it more than seventy years ago? But then the movie. I don't know if it was. The movie that got made, I thought there was like some. I, I read oh, yeah. a very weird the thing. The movie about is a distinct the, work of art. Right. <laughs> so, and the rights to the intellectual property that are related to the movie are belong to the movie makers as well. I don't know. It's very. 
Uh, United yeah, States intellectual property laws are yeah. stupid and Didn't bad. Didn't they uh, sue Dunkin' Donuts for calling their donut holes munchkins? Probably. I believe that happened. Yeah, I but don't they know still how call it got resolved. That, so. Yeah, so maybe they paid out? I don't know. Uh, I know um, Universal Studios tried to sue Nintendo over Donkey Kong, and then they were like, actually, King Kong is in the public domain, so they threw the case out in the garbage. <laughs> so maybe that good. happened with Munchkins also. Also, <laughs> also, what similarities are there between Donkey Kong and King Kong, other than that they're both monkeys with the name Kong? That was yeah. That's enough. If it was still, like... If it was still under copyright, like, that would be enough to be like, you can't call it Kong, that's a copyrighted, like, trademark name. I guess, but Kong, I don't know, Kong doesn't feel like enough of a of a connective tissue. Also, can we talk really quick about how Diddy Kong, it, like, is a chimpanzee and everyone else in those <laughs> games are apes? What? Yeah, what is up was with he that? supposed to be Donkey Kong's son? If so, chimpanzees how? are an ape. Ch- sorry, Chimp- I didn't chimpanzee. mean chimpanzee. I meant uh, one of. The, I mean, he has a prehensile tail. Yeah. So, well, he does. Yeah, he's a monkey. He is designed as if he's a chimpanzee, and then he has a tail like a monkey. Like, there's no real thing that he's like, really. Yeah. So, do you think he was adopted? Yes. Yeah. He's a nephew, very distant nephew. That's not how nephews work, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, you know go back far enough, it up? is. We have already discussed the Donkey Kong family tree on the show because it have doesn't we? make any sense. Yes, we have. I remember looking it up. I remember we talked about how Cranky Kong was actually the Donkey <laughs> Kong that was in um, the original Mario Brothers game. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever it was. Donkey what was Kong. <laughs> it's called Donkey no. Kong. Is it? Yes. Jumpman. Jumpman yeah, and I guess Kong it is, adventures. huh? Weird. I, yeah, Mario Jumpman versus Donkey Kong. <laughs> I, for some reason, right now it's hitting me for the first time how weird it is that the first game Mario appeared in wasn't named after him, even though he was the hero. Yep. Yeah. Well, the f- second game, uh, just Mario Brothers, where they fight in a sewer and there's crabs, that's yep. just called Mario Brothers. That's Luigi's first appearance. So they quickly righted course. Yeah, I like the idea that the real reason that Luigi is the way he is is just because they wanted to make the sprite as different as possible, so green. (laughs) It's the opposite of red on a TV. Yep, that's it. And on a color wheel, let's not forget. Also, have you guys heard that the reason Mario has a mustache is because they couldn't figure out how to indicate the bottom of his nose in his sprite? And he wears overalls so you can see where his arms are. Yep. And he has a hat because they didn't want to animate hair. Yes, we know all the facts about uh, <laughs> Mario's incredible utilitarian okay, but design. Okay, you come for our Mario knowledge. <laughs> okay, but did you know that Pac-Man is called that because- Okay, anyway. <laughs> because Paku Paku is an onomatopoeia for eating in Japan, yes. yes. He's yes. Pac-Man to differentiate himself from Ms. Pac-Man. Yes, that's yep. true. <laughs> I, my, my, in fact, Ms. Pac-Man came first. Yeah. <laughs> She's got the, the, better legs, so then he's less evolved? I don't know how this works. <laughs> My uh, favorite Pac-Man fact is that the designer was thinking about trying to design a video game for women, and the only thing he knew about women is they love to eat. <laughs> Weird. Gross. <laughs> yep, and that's why he made a game about eating. He was like, this will appeal to women, and the thing I know about them is they do what this yellow blob does. <laughs> so then I guess uh, furthermore, extrapolating that, uh, he thought that women like to eat cherries, pretzels, and, and, dots. and dots. And ghosts! That's the scary part! <laughs> oh, well, that one's true, though. Women do like to eat ghosts. Yes. Also, I imagine that this person was, like, strapped into a chair their whole lives so that they couldn't look down at their own body and know what a human being was or looked like and thought they were just a brain 
Yeah, he was a programmer life. in 1979, so yes, that's accurate. <laughs> I always think that's so weird when people are, like, trying to do something for women and, you know, the the facts that they have about women don't include any overlap between men and women. Like, 90% of, of humanity is in common with one another. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, only the way we drive more more. and what we do when we're shopping. Those are the only two differences. <laughs> yes, exactly. yeah. Oh, you mean in that men don't and women be? Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. <laughs> men are like, ugh, I'm bored. And women are like, shopping dresses. And, women, and women are like, ack, am I right? <laughs> yeah, I can't fit into this bathing suit, chocolate bars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like maybe that guy who designed Pac-Man also wrote Kathy. Is that possible? <laughs> I think Kathy is written by a woman. Uh, and yet, it shows the same amount of understanding of what women are like. <laughs> yeah. Mm, to be fair, though, women do love Pac-Man. Well, actually, hmm, I know a lot of women who really think that Pac-Man is like the epitome of early games. It's definitely I, up there. Yeah, oh, I sure. think that it's it's mm. easier to, uh, like, it's so immediate, like, women have sort of been closed off from games, but Pac-Man is so visceral and immediately obvious as, like, mm. why it's fun. Yeah, yeah, and that's, those are the things that women really look for. <laughs> They're like cats. Visceral immediacy. <laughs> Bright colors and things that move a lot. That's why, uh, oddly enough, the top uh, grossing movie of all time for women was Triple X The Return of Xander Cage. Yeah. <laughs> what was the point? <laughs> I'm confused. I don't get it. Because that that's movie good, has random. nothing happening on it except for visceral explosions. Doesn't constantly. he skateboard? Isn't that his thing that he does? I don't know. I haven't seen this movie, obviously. <laughs> yeah, he's an extreme sport. Because you're not sport. a woman. And only women see <laughs> Yeah, this it's movie, only yes. for women. It's one of those chick flicks that people are always talking about. <laughs> like Thor the Dark World and John Wick. Uh, yeah. Okay, hang on, because Thor the Dark World is kind of a chick flick because yeah. the only thing worth watching in that movie is uh, Liam... Is, What's his name? Chris Helmsworth's body. I've been saying what about, since uh, Tom Riddleson's body. Come on. Oh, fair yeah, enough. No, exactly. Not there, for sure. I've been saying since Thor: The Dark World came out that Marvel like knows but isn't saying it because they don't want to make fanboys mad. But they are explicitly making the Thor and Captain America movies primarily for a female audience. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. There's no reason why Thor should be half-naked as much as he is in Thor Ragnarok, other than, like, people who are attracted to men being like, yes, I like this. And I'm not even very attracted to men, and I still was like, hmm, yeah, this is pretty good. They even, they even made, like, they did some beefcake shots of the Hulk, which is really weird, because he's just a computer monster. Yes, yeah. they also did some glamour shots of uh, of Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, but everybody knows that. Well, yes, of course. <laughs> the spectrum uh, of people but- who are, are appealed to in that is just a circle. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say- Like Pac-Man I think that- with his mouth closed. <laughs> 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 to bring it full Pac-Man. Yeah. Uh, I would say that if you're, if you're trying to make the argument that this movie is designed to appeal to uh, like women in their uh, early middle age- then the fact that Jeff Goldblum being attractive is something that every woman in their early middle age says on online once a day really uh, hammers <laughs> yeah. it home to me. Uh huh. <laughs> and then there's that part where Thor sees the Hulk's dick and is like, "Wow, cool dick." <laughs> yeah, I can't believe they said "cool dick" in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did like when all the people in the parade were holding up signs that said "cool dick." Though. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's what they call Hulk on that planet. Well, in their language, oh, it means fuck. that you have that's a big the best cool dick. Superhero- that's the best superhero name ever. <laughs> uh, but All right, it would guys, be like- the Avengers are here. Iron Man, Captain America, uh, <laughs> Thor, cool dick, and uh, Black Widow, the whole or- game. Like, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants shows up, and Pyro <laughs> slings, he's, like, fighting Iceman, he's like, what's up, cool dick? <laughs> oh, man. If somebody does an X-Men reboot where Iceman insists that his superhero name is Cool Dick, and everyone else is like, no, it's Iceman, that would be amazing. <laughs> that actually works with, like, uh, a, yeah, the re- with a retro theme? 60s vibe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, oh, I my name's, his name's not Richard, but in this reboot it is. <laughs> My name's yeah. Richard, and I have ice powers, so just call me Cool Dick. <laughs> and then, like, the first time they're fighting the Brotherhood, he's like, listen, to use my powers, I gotta take off all my clothes. And then he does, and turns, like, gets that ice armor, and everyone's like, whoa, Cool Dick! <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. We've read the perfect movie. <laughs> what's this show about? Do we read a subreddit? Because, no, God, we it's, gotta we've talk been about recording him. for an hour, and we haven't even looked <laughs> Okay, we got three subreddits. I got one that's boring. It's Grand Theft Auto Online. We probably shouldn't do it. Oh, I also got got one that's boring, which is imaginary characters, which is people create their own characters. I got the uh, unofficial subreddit of Phoenix, Arizona, (laughs) r slash Phoenix. God damn, these are bad. (laughs) What are we gonna Uh, do? One of the one of the posts under hot is Phoenix built in SimCity 2000, and it's just two screenshots of the video game SimCity 2000. Okay, so we're a full of a doing, grid. We're definitely not doing Phoenix. Uh, do we want to re-roll since all of these are bad, or do we want to do no, imaginary I, characters since that one is kind of fun? Yeah, I think imaginary characters is probably stuff, the best one. Yeah. Yeah. That's most uh, right. of what we talk about is imaginary characters. <laughs> I'd just like to say one thing, which is that I've been to Phoenix, and I genuinely am not sure I understand how people live there. <laughs> how do you do uh, it? How? In a house, usually, I think. But, my god. Maybe an apartment. Was, like, it's got, it's like living in a bathosphere. <laughs> like, you can't go outside ever. Oh, You're right, because of the heat. constantly under assault. <laughs> uh, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, but the they've got In-N-Out Burger, uh, so... The thought that that place was uh, colonized, created before air conditioning is unfathomable to me. Mm, but also before industrialization and therefore uh, human impact and climate change. But still, yeah. even if it was 80 degrees every day, I would kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't handle that. But first you'd kill everyone else. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> uh, I need to cut you open and... Uh, Stay cold with yeah. your organs. <laughs> yeah, cool, oh, I dick. thought they smelled cool bad dick, on the outside. Cool, get all ice inside, right? <laughs> I need to kill you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing, actually. Yeah, he, he's on the X-Men of Phoenix, because they don't like his mutant name. <laughs> Do you think that Iceman could, like, get shot into the sun and survive? I don't know. They haven't really explored his, um... Omega level mutancy in that regard. They'll just be like, he gets shattered into a bunch of pieces and becomes just like a sentient sheet of ice. That's like when he gets super powerful. Yeah, well, and wasn't there a time when the reason that he got classified as Omega level is because they believed that he could reduce the temperature to absolute zero, thus ending all uh, (laughs) molecular motion in the universe? Probably. I think, I don't know if this still holds true, but the, uh, the 
Omega level mutant definition I have always gone by is uh, that they can alter matter on a molecular le- on a molecular scale. Oh, uh, I so thought- he could. Hmm. Uh, what what did you know it taking as? Dumb I, superhero concepts from the sixties with no thought put into them, and like extrapolating them with science and being like, "Oh, actually, this person whose only power is vibrating could actually vibrate through time." No, just have them vibrate. You're gonna tell us uh, you like about them. you Louis like the Flash though, Louis, like, <laughs> and, so, and his friend Vibe. You're but it's so too very much. wrong though, because that's no. literally my favorite thing in superheroes. <laughs> that's hundred yeah. percent the only reason I like superhero things. I'm not joking or being sarcastic. That is the only thing I like. It's yeah, ridiculous. Because if you really think about it, then everyone's power is destroying the fucking universe. That's not yeah. necessarily true. I don't think you <laughs> can make how a case you, for like and then how do you deal being an o- omega level mutant when she can just shoot lights out of her fingertips. Yeah, she doesn't have a good power. But no, um, I understood that omega level mutant was anyone who was capable of ending all life on Earth. Oh, huh. Yeah, I don't know. That is <laughs> anyway. a surprising amount of mutants, though. Speaking of imaginary characters... Yeah, so we got a board we here. The uh, top uh, bar is just a very dark brown. <laughs> Just imaginary characters, but then all the way over on one side, uh, I don't know if you guys are seeing this the same way I am, it's not formatted all the way across like a lot of the art, but yep. it says imaginary characters, and there is a uh, drawing or painting of the head of a man who looks very much like a Gandalf. Yep, the title of the picture is Gandalf, A Light in the Dark. God, yeah, that's it. over on the left for me, I don't know, did you say it was on the right for you? No, it's on the left, but then I've just got a really okay. long, dark brown bar oh, across yes. the rest of the top. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I've got a Gandalf. Yeah, so that's a pretty good Gandalf. Uh, let's see, so it's just users and readers. There's uh, 67,000 readers of this board, 79 are here right now. Uh this Reddit community is for submitting your favorite artwork of characters from fantasy, sci-fi, or historical fiction. For example, armored warriors, powerful wizards, deadly ninjas, intrepid archaeologists, starfighter pilots, badass gunslingers, all are welcome as long as it's awesome, fantastic, and human, or anything even close. It's a weird caveat. Uh, Your post might inspire an illustrator, an author, or someone's D&D campaign. No photos, please. So they don't want cos- uh, cosplay, I'm guessing. Th- this is interesting to me, is what's right after that. Yeah, because which I was about header- to read, but somebody interrupted me. <laughs> Sorry. The, keep in mind, as Louisa reads this, that the header image is of famous, <laughs> yes. like, the most famous wizard in history, Gandalf the <laughs> Grey. True. No images of mass-marketed characters such as Batman, etc., unless they're reimagined or reinterpretations of them. I guess it's a reinterpretation of Gandalf. Is it? It. I looked at it and was like, "That's Gandalf." It, it, yeah. <laughs> it's and a bog standard Gandalf. This discussion is a cro- point is, is. Go on. <laughs> uh, I'm having such a hard time getting in. Where yeah, it was this episode? It was so um, funny because you, to me, you both started talking at the same time three times in a row. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's a cropped image, and if you looked at the rest of the picture, you could see that Gandalf is wearing a steampunk mech costume. <laughs> Oh, I was yep, gonna say he stretched his cool out dick. across. He stretched out across a uh, like bearskin rug. He's lying face down, and maybe you see his butt mm. sticking yep. out of his uh, the flap yep. of his the and flap then, of his wizard robes. Yeah. <laughs> he's got one of those trap doors in the yes! butt that's open, yes! and then yes. across the room, you've got Leonardo DiCaprio drawing a picture of him. <laughs> 
Oh, it's perfect. Uh, I, that would be uh, a great reimagining. In my version, he's flying an X-wing. <laughs> yeah, that's they're all they're all valid. <laughs> yeah. So I actually do like this board now. I was dismissing it earlier, but the idea of creating uh, your own character of a certain type is uh, very interesting. For the can ones talk, that do a good job, yes. Can we talk about Gandalf for just a minute? Yes. Is he still I've, the most famous to. wizard, or is Harry Potter now the most famous wizard? Ooh, good question. Uh, uh, I, we could I look up it, book sales. <laughs> can I put it in a vote for uh, Obi Wan Kenobi? He's not more famous I than don't Gandalf. Think he's more famous than Harry Potter. He's he's been in the same number of movies as Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not more famous than Gandalf. I feel like there's got to be a more famous wizard. Jesus. There you go. No, he was a transformer. Th- he was not. Oh, a shit, you're wizard. right. <laughs> he's he's a cleric. He gets his powers from the divine. Okay, fair enough. A sorcerer at most. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that I, I think probably Harry Potter is the most famous wizard in the world. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, there's probably a generational divide there, too. Yeah, that's Just true. like anyone over a certain age knows Gandalf better than Harry Potter, etc. The rest uh, of that sentence. Okay, one second, because this is unrelated to this, but this is a good um, question for me to ask. Did you guys see the Nate Silver thing where he posted the, the image of the polls that he was doing in the Midwest of like people's opinions about Donald Trump? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? <clears throat> I don't. There was this amazing image earlier this week that was going around Twitter that Nate Silver posted where he had polled like 7,000 people across all different demographics about their feelings on Donald Trump. Um, and the options for responses was were like, you know, I, I agree with him. I don't agree with him. Uh, I don't think about him, et cetera, et cetera. One of them was I've never heard of him. And there was one person who said yes to that one. <laughs> one person! And yeah. she was Maybe a, they were lying. She was a middle-aged white woman from somewhere in the middle of the country, and that is amazing to me. I'm so oh, jealous of that person. She was definitely lying then, because she voted for him. Well, Maybe. depending on age, I'm about to get extremely ageist, she almost certainly clicked the wrong thing while she was trying to fill out the form. Because <laughs> yeah, all I, I read try. every goddamn day that I'm looking on Amazon is reviews from people who are like, this was the most amazing product ever created in the world, one star, because they didn't <laughs> fucking figure out how to properly enter the information. Uh, the best is when they say five stars in the review, but then only give <laughs> <Yes>. one star. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. They think that it's got the same logic as that Tolkien game that Jeff was talking about earlier. <laughs> they just yeah. write five stars in the description and it'll... Tell Gandalf to upvote my post. <laughs> uh, uh, that's in your living will, isn't it, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> if you're ever in a coma, tell Gandalf to upvote your post. But you, the post when you of say, my obituary in r slash the town I live in. When you say your post, though, you're talking about your cool dick. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I call it because I'm an old timey cowboy from some kind of porno. Yeah, uh, hey Gandalf, come those, over here yeah. and up to upvote my dick. Sorry, you keep it in this. one of those Mister Freeze tanks. So, uh-huh. yeah, because its wife died and yeah. it's very sad, so it has to fight Batman. Okay, wait, would your dick's wife be a vagina or another dick with a wig on? <laughs> Yeah, is, does this follow thumb like those thumb movie rules where everything is just a dick? It's like uh, Ms. Pac-Man. It just has high heels and a pink bow. 
Has anyone ever made a porno version of those Thumb Wars movies no, where gross. it's just people's dicks Thumb with Wars. faces drawn on? I guarantee somebody has. I don't know about it, but I guarantee that's true. <laughs> I will bet my life on uh, it. Oh, man. That would be so the most I, popular YouTube channel in history. I like the top post of all time. I think it's a very beautiful painting. Oh, wait. Uh, I was going to say things about Gandalf. I guess it doesn't yes. matter. No, Go say on. them. You what can. You're welcome to. I was just going to say... The the whole concept of wizards in uh, The Lord of the Rings, and don't you dare come at me with Silmarillion bullshit, because I don't care, but in The Lord <laughs> of the Rings books, Gandalf is, like, does Gandalf ever really do any magic? He I mean, makes he that does, smoke cloud, he does vape tricks, right? Yeah, sure, for <laughs> sure, and like, he definitely makes bright lights appear and stuff, but I don't remember him really doing anything, and- the fact that A, Gandalf is the only wizard that, that the rest of the party meet, and B, we only hear about the other wizards from Gandalf, makes me wonder, is Gandalf just fucking with everyone? No, no, I was going is totally real, and I can do it, I swear. <laughs> I was going to bring up Radagast, but he definitely does less magic than Gandalf, who does zero magic. A, that's true, and B, Radagast does not, I don't think, appear in the, the Lord of the Rings books. I think he's just in the Silmarillion. No, he's in The Hobbit. Is he? I don't yep. remember him from The Hobbit. Uh, the only reason I know he's in The Hobbit is because Sylvester McCoy played him in the bad movie, and everyone hated the portrayal of oh, him. Oh, you're talking about the movie. Yes, he's in the movie The Hobbit. <laughs> no, I don't he's, think he's in the book The Hobbit. He was not one of the weird things that was added, though. They saved all of those uh, for the second two movies. No, he definitely was one of the weird things that was added, because I saw that movie, and I read that book a lot when I was a kid, and I do not think he was in it. Mm. I'm looking I guess it we'll up. never know. I'm looking it up. <laughs> okay, I'll describe this painting. Uh, yeah, do it. It's it's a, a woman knight kneeling before the uh, decapitated head of presumably a king, and she's dropped her sword, and there's a battle going on around her. Uh, there's a child in the background screaming, being held by some sort of hooded figure. All the other ho figures are hooded, and then... Um, there's another hooded figure just barely out of, like, partly out of frame, who is about to attack her with a weapon, and it's titled Peace at Last, and I think that it's very good because it tells this whole story, but also has so few details that you can kind of fill in the blanks in your mind. Yeah, it's very interesting that it doesn't telegraph too much. Like, I look at it, and I'm thinking all the things that you were just describing, but then I'm also, like, wondering about other subtext yeah what's with that yeah. dude in the background being held back from like coming f to help her or maybe be mad maybe at he's her? the prince and he's upset that the king is dead yeah, but he's knows? bald he's not guess, bald. what no is he's he? got hair oh okay i thought that 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 like the t the yellow part on the top of him was a bald it's a head, shine <laughs> it could be he's a blonde boy um yeah uh, Radagast does not appear in The Hobbit in the book. He, only, oh, wow. he is described in The Hobbit, and then he appears apparently for, like, one page in Lord of the Rings, and that's it. <clears throat> ah, so I was wrong about it being in The Hobbit, but you were wrong about it being in Lord of the Rings! I was wrong Everyone's about him wrong. not being it's in okay. Lord of the Rings. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> that's the motto of our show. Everyone's wrong. <laughs> But my point is, uh, yeah. my point is that Gandalf is the only source we have on what the hell is going on with wizards, and so I don't think he's a reliable narrator. Doesn't he do spells against that monster? That's when he's like, "Fly, you fools!" He 
they certainly see him doing spells that don't affect the monster, and I wonder if maybe he can just do, like, illusions to make it look like he did spells. Man, that would be an awesome D&D character concept. <laughs> to play as that a wizard one... who can only do illusion magic, but pretends that he can do all the like other kinds of magic. Like that character that uh, Kel Mitchell played in Mystery Men, who could yes. legitimately turn invisible, yep. but only if no one looked at him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> my favorite part was that it turned out that that was real, and yeah. not he wasn't lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, um... I played with someone whose character was, he kept the class a secret, but the character was a rogue. Uh, but he, the reason he kept it a secret was because the character in fiction wanted everyone to think he was a warlock. Oh, I had the same thing. I, the first D&D campaign I ever played in, my friend played as a rogue who was pretending that she was a fighter. Yep. It's always, they're always secretly a rogue. If you're ever well, like, hey, what's your character's class? And someone's like, um fighter they're a rogue <laughs> their eyes are darting all around they're stroking their long mustache <laughs> the thing is the reason though for that is a rogue is really the only one that you wouldn't want people to know that you are and b rogues are the only ones who have good ability like uh insight roles and so that is yeah if you're playing the rogue you can lie and no one will be able to call you out because even if out of character they know it all the characters are too dumb to say anything <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, D and D is fun, and we've kept our one hundred four episode streak of talking about it on this show. <laughs> That's true. Oh, a lot man. of these pictures look very much like D and D things. I mean, some of them specifically are, but even the ones that yeah. aren't could be. I I Guys. guarantee most of these artists get mm. work from Wizards of the Coast doing art on magic cards and in D and D books. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Thirteen of all time, the Tangled Knight is so good. It's a picture of a like a suit of armor. Um, and that is just being held together by yarn, uh, and I guess it's like an animated voodoo doll kind of feel to it. It looks really cool. Oh, and cool! I love it. Yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah, it's got like big it's... voodoo doll pins in it. Yeah, right where its gut would be is a spool of thread, and it's the thread that is holding it all together. Its sword is half of a scissors. I guess it's like a. It could be f like man-sized, or it could be small. Yeah. <laughs> God, it would be terrifying if it was, like, full size because it's made of a bunch of normally small objects. Uh, I think it would be just as terrifying if it was small and you were, like, just <laughs> sitting there and suddenly it slit your throat because you didn't notice it was there. Oh, yeah. man, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, a lot of these are just, uh, I, what, what is this style? Because it's it's a particular style, and the only thing I can think of is D and D um, handbook style. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> D and D handbook style. Yeah, they yeah. all look like it looks like the cover to a licensed D and D book, or the art to a magic card, or like whatever it is. Wizards of the Coast pu uh, publishes it. It kind of reminds yeah. me of the style of that uh, painting of the Lady of Shalott. Do you know what I'm talking about with all the flowers yeah, and stuff? Yeah, the, um, what was that? Was that magical realism? I'm trying to remember that particular style that became yeah. so popular in the 10s and 20s, I think. Yeah. Mm. It'll come to me later when it won't help me. <laughs> yep. But anyway, I think that, that a lot of the folks who do this stuff are like got cut their teeth doing art looking at like arthurian mm -hmm. uh design stuff from that time period yeah i think that's true oh, right i'm seeing this painting now i had i the only reason i looked it up was because you mentioned something that was a picture and i didn't know what it was so i <laughs> sure. had to look it up 
Listen, uh, I, you can look yes. up anything you want as long as I don't notice it, but if I notice it, I'm going to yell at you, so... <laughs> yeah, you okay. can only turn invisible if uh, no one's looking at you. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> then I I will admit, I looked up who uh, voices Yoshi, and it's the guy that K.K. Slider from Animal Crossing is based on, who just like does a bunch of music for Nintendo games. He also does the voice of Yoshi for some reason. That's crazy. <laughs> is K.K. Slider the dog with a guitar? Yep, and yeah, he voices okay. that character too. Even cool. though that character speaks in computer beeps, mostly. Yeah. Oh, he's so cute, though. <laughs> he has the com- cutest computer beeps. Oh, computer beeps. I thought you said computer beefs. Like, <laughs> he's just so mad at Dell. Printed <laughs> hamburgers. Del. Yep. Uh, I like number three of all time, Yellow Brick Road, which is uh, yes. perhaps my least favorite genre of art, which is gritty reimagining of The Wizard of Oz. But uh, this is an unusual style, so I kind of like it. I like everything yeah, except is. Dorothy and her terrible, like, bomb squad modern military attire, yeah, because like why? Yeah, also agreed. But yeah, everyone, yeah, that's everyone a weird else choice. is cool. Like, the scarecrow looks like a, an actual scarecrow would be, uh, and the man dressed as a lion is very funny and, like, a good idea. But, like, there's nothing about Dorothy's character that implies that she has any connection to like, U.S. troops in Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, they did give her red uh, Converse sneakers. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Man, like that. <laughs> that's an original idea that's never been done in every fucking modern update of every character ever. <laughs> I think if you're gonna do a modern reimagining of something where a normal farm person uh, encounters a fantastical world, you need to keep the normal farm person pretty much the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Darcy's Chain- supposed to be the everyman character in that, too. Exactly. That crazy world plays off of. So she can't be like, no, I'm tough, we're gonna do this. Like, she wasn't like that at all. If you're yeah. gonna update it, you have to update it to be, like, what the average, uh, like, wide-eyed youth would be today. But even then, like, there's still she be- farm people. You mean she should be very high on bath salts? <laughs> yes. She's Actually, too busy that buying would- avocados to get to the Emerald City, am I right? <laughs> uh, it's renamed the Avocado City, and you can't buy a house there. <laughs> yep. Oh, my house is giant avocados. <laughs> Actually, this this picture would be much cooler, honestly, if Dorothy had, like, instead of wearing body armor, was wearing, you know, normal hipstery clothes and, and had, like, yeah. an iPod with headphones in. Like, that-, that She was a manic it, pixie dream girl, is that what you're saying? I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't really like that, but that- <laughs> Like, the whiz is good, because instead of her being, like, a farm girl who feels stuck where she is, she's an inner-city black girl who feels stuck where she is, and so it's, like, similar, but with a different aesthetic, and this- this just looks like a child soldier, and I yeah. guess you could do something with that, but she also still looks like a white person, and the child soldiers that we have in the world generally aren't white people. How old is Dorothy? 16, maybe? I, I'm i sure it's actually in the books, but I don't remember. I thought 19 in the movie, but I don't know if they actually specify. Yeah. Whoa! Hey guys, guess how old Dorothy is in the first Wizard of Oz book that 12. the movie is based on? <laughs> Ten years old, yeah. motherfuckers! Yeah. I was gonna say, I figured in the I book she was younger. That the movie Return to Oz is much truer to the books than yes. the classic uh, original yeah. movie. Oh man, I watched Return to Oz recently, and that movie owns bones. That movie is great. I forgot yeah. how good that movie was. It's very good. 
I'm so that that I think that still holds the record for uh, official sequel, like the distance between a movie and its official sequel, because <laughs> it was like sixty years or something. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm looking at number five of all time, Plague Night, and it looks like my character from our D and D game that we play. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I wanted you to see. It it, I mean, I that's anything. that's full plate rather than yeah. scale, but you know. And he's not yeah. as uh, short as Dr. Jetfeather. Dr. Jetfeather is quite small, isn't he? He's only four feet yeah, tall. Yeah, four feet tall. We can't tell. There's no context That's in this true. image. I guess just the um, length of the arms and legs make him seem This taller. is presumably a human with yes. a plague doctor mask <laughs> instead of a bird with a plague doctor mask. Yes. Yeah. Also, those swords, if he was small, those swords would have to be custom made. Well, most They're swords had daggers. to be custom made. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It's fantasy times. All sorts are custom made. (laughs) I don't know that that's ever been true. Unless you were a nobleman, I don't think you would have custom made swords even in the real world in that time. Just make it yourself. I mean, if you're. There's hardly going to be any business that's good enough to just have a bunch of stuff ready. Like, everything's going to have to be bespoke. Oh, you know what? It would probably be like, there was... Yeah, exactly. There was a war, and you've left the war, and you've just kept your mass-produced sword. Yeah, and like, I would say probably 90% of people who had swords were had gotten them in service to their country. That's not really true, though. Most people had to bring their own weapons. For yeah, I guess. Oh yeah, that's why there are a lot I of also... farm implements like pitchforks used by actual soldiers. Oh man, that that's... would be a cool character—a knight that fights with a pitchfork because he can't afford a sword. Oh, Isn't that man, half I the think... characters in Fire Emblem? That are like I was just gonna bumping? say it's the best. <laughs> There's the best character in Fire Emblem Awakening is Donald, <laughs> whose helmet is literally a cooking pot, uh, and. He's the best character because he starts out really, really bad, but his luck stat improves faster than everyone else's, and the luck stat controls which of your skills go up and how much they go up when you level up, so by the time he gets to level 20, his stats are all crazy. Yep. I, w- I want my next D&D character to be based on him. It's kind of a bummer to me that D&D and most tabletop games don't include a luck stat anymore, because I always thought that that was a very fun thing to play with as a GM. The luck stat is rolling dice. <laughs> I guess, but like that—that that is just a randomization mechanic. That doesn't represent how lucky your character is. If anything, it represents right. how lucky you are as a player. Yeah, one thing I really like is in fate, uh, the fate system, and games based on it. You have points that you could just be like, "I spend this so that uh, a good luck thing happens to me." Yeah, that's, and the... that's a uh, creative way to do it, for sure. I just like the idea of characters being inherently lucky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it would be interesting to be like, you have this number of luck stats, so that's how many luck points you get. Or just, like, whenever I'm running a game, sooner or later, the question comes up of, like, I want to do this ridiculous thing. You know, my stats say that I might be able to succeed. Can I try it? And I, I kind of wish I could be like, well, let's see how lucky you are, because even being very good at things doesn't always make it doable in the circumstances, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Man, I'm just looking at all these images, and they're really, really cool. (laughs) Uh, Like, number six is called the Dungeon Master, and it's a hooded figure throwing a bunch of dice at a bunch of sort of wimpy-looking fantasy characters. (laughs) Yeah, I like that one. I feel like that person was really angling to try to get on the cover of some official uh, D&D book of some kind. What do do they still have? D&D Insider? I think that's all digital now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think so, too. Uh, their magazine yeah. oh man is- oh man somebody made like a moving piece of art night yeah. fight it's right under the D one and it looks like a movie but you can tell that it's a painting yeah that's very cool I like or i guess one. a series of paintings arranged as a gif oh man number 41 of all time is uh a very good piece of fan art from final fantasy 6 uh celeste Ooh, looking against out the, the window. rules yeah, I know. It's like not even a reimagining even close, but I like it a lot. I um is it Final Fantasy characters WIP? What? Fantasy characters WIP? Oh I sorry, it just says fantasy characters. I misread because yeah. I was looking for Forty one. <laughs> number forty one of all time. Well, your numbers yeah. are different from my numbers. Yeah. What, Same what here. Forty one for me is Scary Potter illustrations. Yeah, for me too. What was yours called, Matt? Celeste looking at the blackjack. That's not even on this page for me. <laughs> oh no, Louisa died. Oh no. Yeah, she disappeared for me too. She said that's not even on this page and then got and cut then off. She got sent to the Phantom Zone by Superman. <sighs> oh well, uh, she shouldn't have done those crimes against Krypton. <laughs> it's true. That's what you get for being a uh, uh, leading an insurrection against Jor-El. I was wondering why you guys weren't talking for a minute, <laughs> and then my screen just said error twenty one, and then it reloaded. Yeah, well, okay, Louisa, cool. listen. If there's ever one second when Jeff and I aren't talking over yeah. each other, you know something is desperately wrong with your computer. Yeah, that's for sometimes. Sure. Sometimes I mix up the characters from Final Fantasy VI and Final Fantasy IX because they have a similar design aesthetic. Celis is from VI, right? Yes. And I think okay. that's intentional. Nine, they... they yes, uh, it was they a throwback. Where is this fucking like, picture? What's his number for you, it's Jeff? number 51. Okay. It's the top How, of the third page, I guess. Why are they different? <laughs> I don't know. Is someone um, signed in? Of, Matt, I mean, are you signed in yeah. to Twitter? I mean, I'm not signed in. Reddit. Did you say Quidditch? I said Twitter, but I meant <laughs> uh, One of my friends, uh, who's a cosplayer, just did a costume of Kuja from Final Fantasy IX, and it's like, she looks wearing it exactly like the painted artwork from that guy who does all the <laughs> painted artwork, oh, yeah. and it's very impressive. That's cool. Is I wonder Kuja- at what point... Sorry. I was I was I wonder at what point uh, a character designer starts drawing characters being like I bet someone will wear this someday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh I was thinking of what's the racist character from Final Fantasy 9? Is it Vivi? Vivi's the black mage no. whose face you don't see. No, the Is guy who's she? like Rastafarian. No, oh, no. Uh, uh is that Amorant. in 9 cuz Amorant. Oh, okay. I haven't played nine actually, so I didn't know. It's very good. It's a it's an excellent game, but uh, Amaranth is completely forgettable and also like he's probably not actually racist, but he's got dreadlocks and punches people a lot, and that's literally all you know about him. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty typical of uh, JRPG characters when they're a black person. <laughs> yes, I mean he's blue, but you know. 
We get, oh, okay. it. We get it. No, we it's fine. It. <laughs> nah, it's not racist now, because blue isn't a type of person. No, yeah. blue isn't trademarked by the uh, Frank L. Bomb conglomerate. <laughs> <laughs> L. Frank! L. Frank! Yeah, I can never get that right. <laughs> Frankel. No, his name was Frankel. Yeah, that's true. He just shortened <laughs> it to Frank. He's L. Frank and- he- L. Frankel Bomb. <laughs> no, it translates to the Frank Bomb. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I really like 57 of all time, Accident by Jan Weschbecker, uh, I guess is how you say that if I know my German characters correctly, uh, because it it depicts a fairly mundane event in a world that is very clearly in some way fantastical uh, mm. in a way that I like. Like, there's a lady who's wearing old-timey garb, but her arm is robotic, but it's not like covered in computer chips is just like metal and she's walking with a baby whose uh pajamas look like a spacesuit. <laughs> yeah. It's really it's very it's very interesting. I guess you could call it steampunk, but it doesn't really read as steampunk to me. Yeah. It's I guess like it more reads like Star Warsy. Rocketeer kind yeah. of steampunk. It, it has that like outer space steampunk feel, sort of like um uh what is that? Xeno whatever? What is that game? Xenoblade. Yeah, Xenoblade. Xenoblade, yeah. <clears throat> um, Interesting. Yep. Except Xenoblade has that uh, JRPG problem of everybody's over-designed. <laughs> Their clothes are just covered in gears and gizmos. Yep. It's a shame because I think that the uh, Xeno Gears, the first game that sort of started out that whole series... Uh, did a pretty good job of avoiding that. I felt like all the characters had a, a decent amount of restraint. Except for one guy who had, like, he was a pirate, an airship pirate, and also had an eye patch and silver hair and yelled a lot. <laughs> but, like, they used all of it on that one guy, and then everyone else was just normal. Y'all see the characters in Xenoblade Chronicles 2? They look crazy. <laughs> no, the, I'm not surprised. The, the, like, main girl, her pants are, uh, like, a bikini bottom and then belts hanging down uh maybe two inches and then oh. the, the legs of the pants are being held up by the belts yeah. hey <laughs> it's everyone. like just the upper thigh has to be showing yeah. hey everyone on earth who designs characters for anything if you're fe- stop if your female <laughs> character is wearing a shirt and that shirt is just a bra you fucked up and stop it yeah you have to stop i hate it so much uh, speaking of uh, over-designed characters, I am looking at one that is, for me, number 62. It is called Inn of Heroes, and it really highlights a big problem in D&D, which is that everyone's character is their own protagonist, so they're yep. always crazy <laughs> designed and backstoried. So this is, uh, it's a very nice picture, but uh, every single character in it is obviously meant to be the protagonist, which is a fascinating <laughs> idea, and it's kind of insane to look at it all. Yep. Yeah, every character clearly has a novel series about them and their adventures. I would like to point out the bartender in the back with the handlebar mustache who is just polishing a glass. He is the one that I'm most interested in. Yep. Because he does. Oh, I was going to say. He does not seem like a protagonist, but if he was the protagonist of the story, it would be a great story. I disagree because my eye was drawn to him immediately, as was yours, and I think he's as much a protagonist as any of these people. (laughs) Maybe. I immediately had to look at the St. Pauli girl standing in the middle there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, I didn't even notice that there's a dragon's head up on the wall, too. (laughs) Fun. 
it is a very do good you, painting. I like it. And I like you, the commentary it makes. Yes? Do you think it's an intentional commentary, or do you think that this no. person... I don't think so either. I think it this might be... This is a commission be. of someone's D&D party. Yes, I That agree. might be true. <laughs> but I can see it being an intentional commentary. I feel like the older I get, the more credit I will give to people for... Um, actually uh, putting thought into things. Like, I feel like when I was younger, I was always like, oh, these dummies, they did this and they don't even get it. But now I understand, like, yeah, people do use sarcasm or pretend to be dumb on purpose sometimes. I can't believe the volume of people on the internet who churn out very good art for nothing. Like, for no purpose other than for people to be like, this is great. Yeah, Yeah. to practice, basically. Yeah. yeah, it's stunning. Well, there I mean, that's be... the thing, isn't it? Like, there... you like something, so you do it. There must be yeah. hundreds of thousands of pictures online that are museum quality that people just made because they were like, I want to draw this thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's been that's true so throughout right. human history, hasn't it? I guess so. Yeah. I don't know, though, because I feel like the means for creating visual art have gotten a lot more accessible yeah, that's um, true. Getting paints that's and true. canvases and stuff were harder, whereas now if you have a computer, you can probably make something happen for yourself if but you if want you're, to. But if you're looking into uh, 3D artwork, uh, weaving a basket or making a pot, like you could be doing that at an excellent level, and it's still just an everyday object. That's true. Yeah, it's weird to think of art as just uh, mundane and disposable, but that is definitely where we are as a society, where it's just like, yeah. oh, cool, I've looked at this uh, breathtaking work of staggering genius, and mm-hmm. now I'm going to go eat a sandwich, and in a week I will forget that I ever saw it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I wonder if someday there's going to be like techno-archaeologists, people who are trying to find remnants of our culture through by combing through data archives yeah i mean that's part of what the whole game preservationist uh, and software preservationist movement is is to make those people's jobs easier in the future (laughs) that they won't have that they won't have to like reinvent a floppy disk reader when they find a floppy disk from a hundred years ago (laughs) yeah that's a good point yeah although i don't know if like re like saving it onto flash drives or whatever is going to make it more accessible. It's just updating it to what we are at now. It's, uh, I mean, being able to emulate older computer systems is part of it. Uh, just copying the files onto a hard drive and putting them on a server online is such a huge thing because there's like games and pieces of software that currently only exist on 3.5-inch floppies in someone's grandma's basement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, did you hear the thing a little while ago about the Scott Pilgrim video game? Yeah, yeah. how it just... They don't have it. Yeah, It, it was available for anymore. PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. I didn't even know, but it got removed from the PlayStation Store because the license ran out, and it was never released on PC, and it's not available on the current consoles. So unless you just have it on your system already you can't play it or buy it or have it (laughs) at all well somebody must have it though right it still exists i Uh, mean some of the developers have backup copies but they don't have the means to port it to pc yeah but it still exists so it's not like gone from yeah but those people are gonna die louisa yeah yeah well i'm sure somebody stole it and they don't want to admit it yet but they will later yeah maybe (laughs) 
I wonder, yeah. do you think it's harder for people to, uh, like, pirate and emulate games that only exist in a digital format? Uh, no, no. I think it's easier. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand the question. I don't know, well, like, the the complication here is, if this was a game that was on an Xbox 360 disc, people could, like, copy that disc to make a ROM out of it. But because it only exists on the Xbox network... You need to figure out how to, like, rip that code out of the overall Xbox store code that is on your console. You know what I mean? I think the difficulty is most people don't have modded Xboxes, and I think if you have if a Xbox with Scott Pilgrim on it, you wouldn't be able to mod the Xbox such that you could remove content from it without also wiping the hard drive. Uh, And then also, you wouldn't be able to run it on a PC because Xbox 360 emulators are not currently functional, really. Right. But even if you got, even when we eventually get to the point where people can make Xbox 360 emulators and they work, um, it'll be hard to get a ROM of a game that only existed digitally because it's tied up in all the other stuff on your Xbox. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It's not on... I'm sure somebody has a rip of it somewhere. I I guess I want, I'm curious how you would rip something like that. Uh, I mean, I guess when you first bought it, you already had a modded Xbox and hadn't been banned from Xbox Live, and were able to download it and access the hard drive to extract the code. Yeah. If you have that That's Xbox, turn to page three hundred and sixty-four. <laughs> oh yeah, th- sorry. This we forgot the conceit when we started. This is a choose your own adventure podcast. Yeah, yeah. Ten, tell Gandalf to emulate this game for me. <laughs> oh shit, that would be great. He has one spell, and it's to hack ROMs. <laughs> tell what, what if it's if you're really communicating with an actual the actual Gandalf from history, and you could say, "Tell Gandalf to warn them about 9-11. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Tell Gandalf to stop the Holocaust. <laughs> what if yeah, exactly. Sad now. What if you tell design- Gandalf to kill baby Hitler? <laughs> what if you had this uh, intuitive natural language interpreting uh, interpreting yeah, interpreting nice. uh, engine, but you couldn't ever tell a character to do things directly? You had to tell Soldier Boy to tell them to do things. <sighs> Pretty good. I Pretty thought good you were going to go somewhere with that where you had to type it in as if you were asking a real person, and if you weren't polite enough, it wouldn't listen to you. <laughs> I'm sure someone's done that. That's a good idea, but I'm pretty sure that that's probably happened. I've yeah, played that's going to be the new commentary game. I've played some text adventures that have like cute little jokes where like if you type in all caps, it says no need to yell, and it won't answer <laughs> your question. <laughs> cute. Yep. All right, guys. Well, I anyway, hope, bye. I hope you liked this episode of Seeing Reddit. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes and make sure to tell your friends. That's the only way we can grow, and we very much appreciate it when you do. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can see you can find us on uh, Twitter at Seeing Reddit. You can email us seeingreddit at gmail I'm on Twitter at Kamikaze Pilot. I'm on Twitter J3FK, Instagram JeffJK, Vero Jeff Kowalski. Um, you can follow me in all those places. Uh, Instagram and Vero are probably my most high quality feeds. Uh, Twitter's kind of okay. It's very hard now because there's people who I want to follow and engage with. Uh, but I also don't want to follow anyone who posts things that are going to make me mad. Uh, and that's everybody now because everybody's mad all the time. Rightfully so. Yep. Yep. 
I've muted a lot of anyway, people that's who are all I got. perfectly reasonable people, like activists, and I'm like, I can't hear what this person has to say anymore. That explains yeah. why you didn't respond to that thing I sent you, Louisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, listen. <laughs> I am certain that people have muted me exactly for that reason. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that was true for me as well, but, you know, what you yeah. gonna do? You gotta, you gotta vent your spleen somewhere. <laughs> Everyone has to vent their spleen into something, and for most people, it's Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I have a big bucket though. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at Heronbird. You can find me on Instagram uh, at Louisa Heron, and I am also on Vero Louisa Heron. Uh, I feel like Vero has stopped fucking up, but possibly it fucked up so much at first that everyone decided they weren't going to use it. Because yep. engagement seems to be way down, which is really a shame. Because I think it, uh, it now that it's not fucking up all the time, it deserves a chance. So I'm yep. still on it there. Also, it also came out that the guy who runs it is a terrible person. But oh, no. I mean, <sighs> I mean, I use I use Twitter, and that's run by yeah. like a neo Nazi. So, eh, whatever. Like you gotta live. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, I'm also on Vero, by the way, but I'm not going to tell you where I'm at. You gotta come find me. I mean, you know his name, and that's the only way to find people on that service. <laughs> Shut up, so. Jeff. <laughs> um, thanks to the folks that have been talking about us on Twitter. Uh, thanks to Turner. Thank thanks Turner. to Sugar High. Thank thanks, Sugar thanks. High. thanks to Alex. Thanks Thank to Tanner. Alex. Thank you, Tanner. Um... Thank you and all. And thanks to Crazy Dinosaur Lady. <laughs> Thank you. Um, thanks to everyone who voted in our most recent poll uh, about casting Alf. The, the, we had a uh, tie for first place and another tie for last place. <laughs> uh, so, so there were two people were evenly split in a way then. Yeah, that's okay. true. So Hannibal Burris, which was my choice, came in first. Uh, as well as Melissa McCarthy. Who, who was that? Was that a, uh... That might have been our What were we casting? Alf, I said it already. Oh, right. <laughs> Jeff, come on. <laughs> I think Melissa McCarthy might have been our, our, um... I our thought she was the wild Random card. choice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then Robbie Coltrane was Jeff's, and Chelsea Peretti yep. was Louisa's. I think that's right. So uh, I guess sure I though. win, then, because the wild card is nothing. Yeah, I mean, I sh I think we picked that as the wild card because I was like, if you just pick any famous comedy woman, she's going to win any poll for any character. <laughs> that might be true. Uh, also, thanks to uh, to Steph, the most honorable crazy dinosaur <laughs> lady you, on Twitter, for posting uh, a <laughs> quote from a Reddit user that she asked us to discuss. Uh, I want to just read it right now says, drug users are just pathetic as a Redditor and gentle sir of superior intellect. I don't need drugs to get that euphoric feeling. An intellectually stimulating discussion about atheism and My Little Pony is my narcotic of choice. And it's Oh wow, you found you found Matt's Reddit account? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's signed Gilded Redditor, Stage 3 Atheist, and 148 IQ. So this guy is the greatest. <laughs> Hey. He's got a troll, right? <laughs> what is a stage three atheist? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, people are like That's that. You can, oh, uh, I want to Google and, it. Uh, move objects with your mind. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure this guy is joking. There's no way you yeah. can beat it's... all of these things without it being sarcastic. Yeah. 
No, I I don't think so. Oh, actually, I typed in stage three atheist, and the first autocomplete was gilded redditor stage three atheist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this must be like a copy pasta or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This oh is no, r slash atheism has the five stages of atheism as a post for the top result. It's. I still think that's a joke. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> <sighs> I don't think anything on r slash atheism is a joke. Well, uh, they might not know it is, some of them, but that doesn't mean it isn't. <laughs> yeah, they're a joke, <laughs> to even from themselves. Yeah. Um, Alright, well, anyway, this is weird, and we should never talk about these people again, because when we talked about Forever Alone, they got mad at us. Yeah, and look, you can't be mad thing. at us, because we're atheists, so there you go. We're uh, criticism-proof from you. Now... To be fair, I'm only a stage one atheist, or stage five. I don't know which one is the <laughs> earliest one. You haven't got all your thetans cleaned out yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, uh, so I hope you guys liked this episode. If you did, please come back next time. In the meantime, we'll be here just horsing around. Don't read the comments or this article on Medium about the five stages of atheism that I'm reading. <laughs> Uh, I'm very amused at how disappointed in me Jeff sounds every time I say we're just horsing around. (laughs) Uh, That actually was not disappointment in you for once, but (laughs) was in fact being upset at the five stages of atheism. Stage three is uh, age 19 to 25, the militant atheist. Great. Um, we were stage four is once. self-questioning and stage five is God-loving. Can we start making what? merchandise for this show and have uh, the shirt say, uh, I'm not disappointed in you for once, with an underline in <laughs> yeah. you? Yeah, and everybody's wrong, which is what we yeah. learned this episode. Yeah, we, we really branded ourselves well this episode. Maybe I should start saying everybody's wrong at the end. We'll see. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Although you kind of missed your your window. Yeah. The problem with coming up with a new uh, slogan is you kind of have to say it at the end of the episode where it came up, or else it'll be confusing. Uh, we'll see about that, because I love callbacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can't call back to uh, another episode. I? You shouldn't. We'll see. I hope you won't. Ooh, okay. Maybe we will. <laughs> <laughs>